0: Can't help it, i like a Celtic. I can't help it nah, I can't help it nah, I can't help it, i like a Celtic. I can't help it, I like a Celtic. Alright, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPocito, and the Celtics come out with a 107-97 win against the New Orleans Pelicans, and what a game it was. Uh, gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual run through player of the game, uh, run through some of the highs and some of the lows. Uh, To get things started off here, this was one of the games where I have been most torn on player of the game. There were four players that really played unbelievable games. Uh, But the one that stood out the most to me was Robert Williams. Uh, This was just a game that had his footprint on it. Throughout the entire game, his final stat line of the night, eight points, 16 rebounds, four assists, also a steal and four blocks. This was a defensive game, defensive masterpiece from Robert Williams. Uh, But it's also some of the passes that he made that were fantastic tonight. Uh, This was really like one of his all around better games. And this is the Robert Williams that helps this team. This is the Robert Williams where you look and you're like, okay, this guy could legitimately be the third star on the team. Like there's still a lot of development left in his game. I think he still needs to create a mid range at some point, but as of right now, he's playing to his strengths and he is just absolutely tearing rebounds away from everybody. I know people argue that he doesn't space the floor, and I'll disagree with that. Like, he is a legit vertical threat. Guys get into the paint, they cannot leave him alone because they need to respect the alley-oop. So while he doesn't space the floor shooting-wise, he is a vertical threat. Like, this guy is playing some unbelievable basketball this season, Uh, and tonight was no exception. Just unbelievable game. Team high, tied with Marcus Smart, uh, plus 28 on the night, uh, which is great. You know, the other guy that I was really torn between is Marcus Smart. This is your, like, prototypical, what you want Smart to do game, right? End ended the night, only five points, but he only took six shots. Two of six from the field, but the guy contributed everywhere. Ended up having three rebounds, but 12 assists. You talk about pass-first point guard. That was Marcus Smart in a nutshell tonight. Also added in a steal. Uh, defensively, was unbelievable. That play that he had towards the end of the game, uh, where he stole the outlet pass, basically tipped past it to Rob, who passed it off to Tatum for the, the dunk. Was unbelievable, but these are the these are the games that Marcus Smart just proves all of these haters wrong. You know they released a stat today uh, in regards to the Hawks game defense last night. In all of his minutes, not a single person he defended scored. He guarded Trey Young over four minutes. Uh, Herder, Wright, Hunter. All for about two minutes. Everybody else that he guarded, another four and a half minutes. Not a single point scored against him. This is the all defense Marcus Smart that we we know we have, right? Like this is the Marcus Smart that everyone has been, you know, talking about. And now he's becoming that pass first point guard as well. Right, like last game was obviously a down night because the team did not hit any shots. He had twelve potential assists against the Hawks. That's a solid game. It comes down to the fact that people just aren't hitting shots. Guess what? Tonight they hit shots. Fifty percent from the field, thirty-four percent from three. So it's not a it's not a great three-point shooting effort, uh, but it's significantly better than the nineteen percent last game. Right, and that's the difference when you're looking at these games. That's the difference between having you know a 15 assist game and a 31 assist game, which we did tonight. This is a great performance. Uh, The other two players that were excellent tonight for the large majority of the game were both of the Jays. You look, Jason Tatum, 38 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, three steals. 17 of 26 from the field, super efficient. He was four of 13 from three. So if you do out that math, wow, that's kind of crazy. If you do out that math, he didn't miss a single two-point field goal, if that math is correct. He had nine missed threes and nine missed field goals. He did not miss a single shot from two which should tell you something, keep driving to the rim. That's unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen a stat like that. Uh, so good on Tatum. This is a game where, again, like any of the three guys that I mentioned so far easily could have been player of the game. Those were the three that I was really between. And while I wasn't really considering Jalen Brown for player of the game, this is a really good game for him too. Like 31 points, two rebounds, three assists, also chipped in a steal. 11 of 20 from the field, four of nine from three. So very good shooting splits from them. Like this is is an unbelievable game for both of them. It came to a point where in the first half, as a team, the Celtics had 52 points. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum had 38 of them. So they really just ran this offense. Uh, But a lot of it came from Marcus Smart. Like he was doing an unbelievable job moving the ball, finding them in good spots. It wasn't an ISO heavy game, which is great, right? 31 assists on 43 makes as a team. That's good basketball. Like that is very, very good basketball. And it translated defensively. I thought we played really well on that end too. You know, and one thing that I do want to note, like the Celtics, you know, found themselves down, like up up only nine or 10, or actually it might've been eight after the third quarter uh, because they had a, New Orleans had a really good third quarter. They outscored us 36-26. But the fourth quarter, the Celtics came out and took advantage of someone. And that was Alvarado. And this is a guy that had an unbelievable game. He's a two-way player uh, for the Pelicans. Came out tonight 19 points. Led the Pelicans in scoring with 19. Played 20 minutes. So that's super impressive. However, this guy is tiny. And after years of Celtics undersized point guards, a la Kemba and Isaiah Thomas being bullied on the defensive end. The Celtics did not take advantage of this matchup until the fourth quarter. There were three or four straight possessions in the fourth, one of which Marcus Smart backed him down. The other, Jason Tatum, had him on the mismatch. And the defense collapsed and it ended up in a Jalen Brown possession, a Jalen Brown corner three. Like this is, these are the types of games where it's good to see Celtics recognizing this. It sucks that it was, you know, three quarters too late. Or I can't say too late because obviously they came out with the victory. But these are the types of things you wish they noticed earlier. Uh, but this is just a this was a fun one. The Celtics were buzzing. The ball was flying around. Uh, defensively, I think we played really well. A lot of it comes down to uh, really Time Lord and Smart. Like both of them tonight, I just thought were unbelievable defensively. The four blocks for uh, for Time Lord, uh, the steal for Marcus Smart. But yeah, really just. Through and through, this is a this was a fun game. It's not a good New Orleans Pelicans team, so I'm not going to say this is a statement win because it most certainly is not. Uh, but it puts the Celtics in a much better spot. They see kind of a blueprint of what they need to do, how they need to play, because they've got the Miami Heat who are leading the Eastern Conference right now uh, on Monday. And I'll be at that game. So I really hope the Celtics come out and play a similar type basketball uh, that we got to see tonight. You know, with that being said, listen, tonight was a, tonight was a great win, but there were still some negatives. Uh, so I do want to talk about that briefly, but before I do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and get 56-1 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 50 to 6 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. All right, guys. Time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com Use code Celtics take 15. that's Celtics take 15 for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so let's talk some negatives here. This section is going to be very brief because there really aren't a lot of negatives to take from today's game. Uh, one thing I want to touch on is the play of Dennis Schroeder. Uh, and I know I've talked about this a bunch. Uh, But I'm going to continue to talk about it until it happens. Right now in today's game, there were two people that played significant minutes off of the bench. And that was Grant Williams and Dennis Schroeder. Uh, And that's about, well, Josh Richardson, I guess, as well. Those are the three that played significant minutes. This is a game where the Celtics won by 10, right? Uh, Dennis Schroeder had a a minus 11, as far as plus minus, which was worst on the team. And he was one of the guys that was in there. Every single time the Celtics took Marcus Smart out and put Dennis Schroeder in, the game went to shit. And that's the reality, right? This was another game where Ime didn't play both of them at the same time. Marcus Smart got 30 minutes. Dennis Schroeder got 16 And then you go to Pritchard, and there's two. So all of your point guard minutes are right there. They're all split up. None of them overlapped. That is the way Celtics basketball should be played. However, you look at the minutes that Marcus Smart was out there. Again, plus 28. And then you look at Dennis Schroeder, minus 11. There is a massive drop-off. And I'm not saying just this game. This has been the case since Marcus Smart's been back for the injury or since he's been back from the COVID protocols as well. Uh, But this is all of January. The offense runs smoother when Marcus Smart is running point. And that's it. I've already talked about the fact that Marcus Smart and Dennis Schroeder together, that lineup is a absolute nightmare as far as like offensive efficiency. But this is the type of game That just goes to show you that Dennis Schroeder is being phased out. He was a guy that was giving you 30 minutes a game earlier on in the season. And he's been limited, like limited a lot. Like he's down to 16. And this is pretty much what he's been at for, you know, the last couple games when Smart was back. Like this is a clear sign to me that he's gone. Like and he's going to be gone soon. I can't see how they continue to do this and what that's going to do. I mean, you saw some minutes today from some of the younger guys. And again, it's more, it's only because it was a blowout, you know, really Neesmith was the only one of the young guys that got minutes that weren't garbage time or because of garbage time. I should say Aaron Neesmith got some minutes in like the second quarter, right? The rest of these guys, Romeo Pritchard, uh, Hauser, Bruno, they all got in garbage time. Actually, Romeo got hurt and was in there earlier in the game. So that's actually not even the case. But all of those other guys, right, are getting in at the very end. And they need time to develop. I'm not talking about Bruno, uh, but guys like Niesmith, like Pritchard, like Romeo. Like these guys should be getting some minutes. They need to figure out what they have in them. You know, Neesmith's a guy that we've heard some trade rumors about. Like he's a name that other people, other teams are talking about. But right now, what are you getting from him, for him? Not much, because he hasn't played. He hasn't proven anything. He's actually proven this year that his three-point shot is not as reliable as we had expected. Uh. But these are the types of things like you need to see, you need to find out. Romeo is going to be at a point where you need to either shit or get off the pot. Like you need to make a decision on whether or not you're re-signing him to another extension here. And at this point, what is he worth? Has he like proven anything to the Celtics organization that he's worth a big contract? I don't think so. I like Romeo and I think he can be an impact player. But we haven't seen him enough to prove that as a fact. So these are these are moves. Even at this point when Schroeder's only getting 16 minutes, that's still 16 minutes that we can distribute a little bit more evenly. You know, and hopefully these guys start to get in some some rhythm. Right? And then you don't need to play Jason and Jalen 35, 37 minutes, right? We're still going to be like thin at the big man position, so you're still going to have to see a lot of Time Lord, Horford, and Grant minutes. Uh, but you know, from the point guard, from the, the wing position, getting these guys, you know, some minutes is going to help the Jays in the long term, uh, which is I think what we need at this point. Yeah, you know, realistically, Schroeder's the only real negative. I have in today's game, you know, this is a, it's another game where they didn't really shoot well from three. Again, like 34%, it's better than what we're doing this season. It's still below league average, uh, which is tough. The other thing like is free throws. Yeah. We've been on a stretch where we've actually gotten to the free throw line a good amount tonight, only seven of 11. Uh, This is a team in New Orleans, at least, that pushes the pace a lot. Uh, They're constantly out in transition, uh, but they're small. They also run a smaller lineup, which is why they're fast, which is why they're running the floor. These are the games where you should be able to get to the rim with ease. Uh, And, you know, they didn't really do it as much. They didn't draw fouls. They didn't draw contact as much. Uh, which again, that's those are small nitpicky things. But the Dennis Schroeder thing, I will go to my grave saying this. But that's where we're gonna wrap things up. Honestly, this is a this is a good win. It's a good win against a bad team. Monday night against Miami in Boston, that's going to be a test. Can the Celtics prove that they belong? That's where we're gonna find out on Monday. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And more importantly, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Uh, everything helps. Make sure to tune in again Monday night. Have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I, I can't help it. I'm like a Celtic. I can't help it now. Nah, I, nah, I can't help it. I'm like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm like a Celtic.